Welcome to Widow Goals. This is your host, Michelle Bader. This is episode two, Call on Your Tribe. Well, thanks for joining me again for the second episode. I hope you're enjoying this and that this is helping your journey as a widow, whether you are a new widow, a seasoned widow, someone going through grief, or a friend of someone going through grief. I really appreciate you being here. I'm a widow of almost six months, and I'm here to just share what I learned along the way. Like I said in the last episode, I'm not an expert, but I am wanting to share what I learned. So here we are. So last week we learned to oh, get out of bed. So if you accomplish goal number one, yay, give yourself a pat on the back. You're here. You got out of bed. Now, this is a little bit of a bigger goal, but this goal is going to help you so much to call on your tribe. First of all, Let's say the definition of a tribe. Okay. According to the dictionary, it is a social division in a traditional society consisting of families or communities linked by social, economic, religious, or blood ties with a common culture and dialect, typically having a recognized leader. Okay. Boom. So my definition is a little bit different because my tribe doesn't really have a leader. So my tribe consists of friends and family who I know that I can count on, who have proven over time to be there for me over and over. And I've been there for them and we have things in common. So when I'm saying call on your tribe, first, you've got to figure out who your tribe is. So I'm hoping that before your loved one passed away, you already have known who your tribe is. That's very helpful. If not, just stop right now and write down who your tribe is. So think about people that you that come to mind when you're like, oh my goodness, I need this. Okay, I need help with kids. I need someone to help pick up the kids. Um, I need someone to make a meal. I need this. You know, think about the people that come to mind when you say that. And the people that you can tell them anything and they're going to be there for you, like through thick and thin. So for me, that was my family or is, but I'm talking about like right when I went through crisis, who was there. My, um, my parents, my brothers, my sister-in-laws, nieces, nephews, and then I have a lot of close friends and especially um, a group of us that meet together once a month. It's our girls group and we have girls night and hang out and um, I knew that they would be there for me. So let me back it up to right when my husband passed away, I called my best friend and roommate from college, Deborah. She lives in Idaho, so it's like a seven hour drive, I think. And she was my first call and I probably wasn't, I know I wasn't really making sense because it kind of um, came out of, it was a shock when Luke passed away. We thought we had more time. So it was early in the morning. I was just, uh, I don't even remember. It's a blur. And she dropped everything. Like she has her own kids, her own life, her own job. And she was able to, she dropped everything and got to me by that night. And that was huge for me having somebody who would be there. And she just like took over because um, in a good way, like she just knew what we needed. She took the kids when I needed to sit on my mom's lap and cry. She brought us food. She cleaned the house. She, you know, just was there and that was awesome. And then I had my tribe of, of course, my parents, they were there right away and with me the whole time. My sister-in-laws, um, spent the night with me for, I think two or three nights as well as Deborah. So there was somebody constantly here. My brothers were here for anything I needed and um it it was awesome so first was my family tribe like they came right away i had friends i was just thinking of my friend monica 
this morning um, about how she was one of my first calls and she dropped everything and said, I'm coming over. And I, we sat in my room and talked and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can sleep in this bed, you know, if, if I don't change the sheets because it's where Lou passed away. And, um, just because memories, you know, nothing bad. It was just memories. And anyways, she went and bought me sheets and came back and put them on the bed. I mean, things like that. Super sweet. Like people who just drop things. I had more friends come over. I can't even remember everybody who came. It's such a blur. And then my girls group, I said, I, I want to see you guys. And so it was just a couple days after Luke passed away. Melissa, Melissa, Catherine and Jill, <laughs> they all, um, came over and brought dinner. They all had like different parts of the dinner they were bringing over for me and the kids. And they prayed with us and they sat down and made a fundraiser on Facebook to raise money for funeral costs and burial costs and all that. Like super amazing. And then the people on Facebook that gave so generously was amazing too. And there was just so many people who just stepped up and just did what needed to be done. And I want the same thing for you. You know, I want you to have the people in your life that you can call on to to do this. So practical way to do this if you're like, okay, I'm new, I'm a new widow. I I don't I'm not sure who my people are. Make a list, okay? Five to ten people or more if you want. But these are your people. These are your tribe. And then the next thing that I think is important is to make a text group or a Facebook Messenger group. For example, with my girls group, we have a Facebook Messenger um, you know, group that we chat in. And with my family, I have a family chat. And so I'm easily able to contact all of them at once and put something out there. Now that we're six months, you know, it's not as much immediate needs as I used to need. And don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Here's the thing I'm going to tell you, and you probably already know this. Most people are awkward and they don't know what to do. So I found it really helpful to just tell people like, I need this. Or like we had all these people asking if they could bring meals. We tried that a couple times when Luke was sick and it just doesn't work. My kids are super picky. You know, it just doesn't work. So instead, um, people, um, I had a friend who stepped up and did like a gift card meal training where people donated gift cards or, or, um, Grubhub. There's just lots of different things that people did. We let them know that thank you for the meals, but that's not really going to work, you know? And so people stepped up and did other things. Um, we got so many amazing things in the mail. Um, I had my, all of my good girlfriends come over. They cleaned my house for me. They helped me when I was, um, putting away, you know, Luke's stuff. And I know everybody does that at a different pace. For me, it was, um, a few, I think a few weeks later that I was ready to um, just, you know, get his stuff out of the drawers and just kind of rearrange things. And I know it was a month later when I completely rearranged stuff, which we'll talk about in another episode. Um, But the important thing here is to call on your people and let them know what you need. They're not going to know what to do. My favorite people, though, are the ones who step up, you know, like Deborah and the people I was telling you about, who just say... I'm going to do this. Or they don't even tell you. They just do it. Because those first few days, and I know you get this, you're in a blur. Like you're in a total blur. You don't know what's going on. What's up? What's down? What are you feeling? I also had people who kept like helping me eat. I know it sounds crazy, but I could not eat those first couple days. Like it just, and I always like to eat. And it just was like, um, like my appetite was completely gone, like completely gone. And I wouldn't even remember to eat. 
I wouldn't even remember to feed my kids. And that's why I was so thankful Deborah and my family were there because they help my, my kids, you know, and they're older. They can fix their own food too. Um, they are just a side note. They are 12, 14 and 16. And so they're old enough, but I, I just wouldn't even think of it. Like food didn't even cross my mind. Now it does. That's not a problem. You know, so it's important that you enlist those people. If you want people to spend the night with you, let them know. Like I said, I had people spending the night, I think we're almost a week, maybe several days. We had people here cause we weren't ready to be alone without Luke. And, um, that was super health, you know, super helpful. You might have people in your church that'll be part of your tribe. We had, you know, people from the church stepping up and bringing stuff. And, um, but you've got to be vocal about what you want. You are going to have, especially in the beginning, like I remember the first few weeks, you do have people step up. But what if you're a month into this, two months, six months, a year, you have got to step up and say what you need. It's not like being a widow just goes away. Yes, our hearts are healing. But there are things we're like suddenly thrown into being a single mom, right? So there are things you're still going to need help with. Like, ah, I need a ride for my kids because I'm supposed to be at two places at once. Or, you know, can you help with this? Or, hey, you know, I did this with my brother. Can you help teach my oldest how to drive? Like, I'm just, I need his first lessons to be with you. I mean, he did one drive with his dad, which is awesome. I'm so glad he got to do that. But I need another male to teach him because I'm just not feeling like I can do this. Now I drive with him, but the first big drive I had him do with him, you know, step, like tell people what you need all the time. I'm calling my brothers, my dad. Okay. This broke. We're having this happen, you know, with things in the house that I don't know how to fix. I called my brother crying cause I'm trying to check the oil, figure out how to change it. And he walked me through it. Like it's okay to call your people. So know your tribe you know what? God placed people in our lives for a reason. We are meant to thrive and live in community and be able to call on those people because guess what? Someday, and it may be right now too, your time will come when you can give to others. You know what I found during this time that sometimes if I actually take time to ask other people what they need, it helps me get out of my grief funk. You know what I mean? And so that's been super helpful too. So, I mean, those are the main things that I wanted to share this time is that you got to know who your people are, make a list, make a text group. You know, if you need someone, cause you're a single mom. Okay. Let's say you've got a different situation than me. You have little ones. And I've met all of these women on my widow's groups. They, they have little ones. Let's say you've got like a one, a three and a five-year-old. You can't just leave anytime. Like I'm thankful my kids are old enough. If I'm like, Hey, I got to go to the store. I got to do this. They're good. I got to go to girls night. They're fine. But you got to enlist somebody to Take your kids and get a break because you got to take care of you, which is a whole other episode. But it's important that you reach out to your people. You say what you need because guess what? They love you. If they're in your tribe, they love you. So you've identified your tribe. You've made group chats. Use them. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want, okay? They want to help you. I promise you, they just don't know what to do sometimes. Maybe in the beginning they did, but maybe three, six months, nine months, 12 months, they don't know what you need. That's kind of where I'm at. It's six months on Monday. So when I need something, I have to step up and ask. There's not so much of like coming to me anymore, which is fine. It's been six months, but I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid to ask my, my tribe, which is my family and my small group of friends. I'm not afraid to ask them because I know they love me. And I'm still going through a really hard season and I want to be that person for them also when they need something, you know, and then 
as I said last time, like I'm a Christian, I'm going to talk about God, like enlist them to pray for you. Like this is a hard time. I don't care how long you've been a widow. It's still hard or grieving because I know this, I want this podcast to be for other people too, not just if you're a widow. And if you're the, if you're the friend, you're the friend listening to this, pray for your, your friend, their, your family, they're having a hard time and, you know, call out for prayer. That's what actually in my friend chat, we do that a lot. Hey, this is going on. Please pray for me. You know, and we do that a lot, you know, and just keep that community going. And, you know, those are the things I wanted to share about this because I think it's so, so, so important to have your group be honest with them. They don't know what you need. You've got to ask them. So call on your tribe, girl or boy, whoever's listening. (laughs) And, um, you know, I just, I appreciate you being here. Like, I really do. I don't even know you yet. But I know you're going to be here. Like, God has given me this, like, really strong passion and vision for helping widows. Like, for a while, I was like, ooh, I hate the word widow. It's like an old lady. I'm picturing a lady with, like, white hair in a bun with, like, a long black dress. And then, like, the neck that goes all the way to her chin. And the long black sleeves. Oh, and she's kind of hunched over. (laughs) And so I was like, I am not embracing the word widow but God kept putting it on my heart. Like people need hope. They need direction. And I'm giving it to you. And I want you to give it to others. Okay. This happens when I do my podcast. I get really into it and really passionate. And I want you to know you are not alone in this journey. If you are feeling like I don't have a tribe, reach out to me. You have a tribe. Connect with other widows. Okay. I'm going to tell you some places you can do that. I'm creating Widow Goals Community on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash Widow Goals. Um, there's going to be a link in the description. That's a place. Also, just search for Facebook groups. That's what I did. Young and Widowed with Children. That's a big one. Like 7,000 people love it. Um, Christian Widows support groups. Find your people, okay? And then make them your tribe. And you can also email me, Michelle. And this is with two L's and an E. Michelle at michellebader.com. It's going to be in the description. I've got an Instagram page at widow goals. DM me. You know, I want to connect with you, whether you, you have a tribe or not, you're not alone. Okay. I'm someone I'm six months in, I'm learning it as I go, but I'm here for you. I can connect you with more people who are here for you. Let's lock our arms, lock, lock, red, red Rover. Remember that game? You know, in elementary school, some of you might be too young to even know because they might not play it anymore. I don't know. But it's where you get in the line, you got your arms, and then somebody tries to break through. Okay, let's say it's life trying to break through. We don't let them. We got our Red Rover arms on. We're locking those arms. Nobody is getting through if we lock our arms. And uh, you know what? I just I just thank you for being here. If you like this podcast, could you give it a little bing, five stars, make sure you subscribe, share it with people that you think that this would help. I want to get the word out there because we are here. We're going to be going through a different widow goal each week. There's going to be a whole bunch of them. If you'd like a checklist of a bunch of goals put together, there's going to be a link in the description there that you could get those. But I want you to remember that you are a warrior widow and don't stop believing.